Yes, servus. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Arcade Podcast. I am your host, Deadbeat Hero. We are approaching Easter week. Um, what are your plans? What are you going to do? You're going to go paint? Meet up with some friends? Ha! You can't. You can't meet up with anyone. We're going back into a lockdown. So that's awesome. But uh, whatever you do, have fun. Be creative. Listen to this podcast. Catch up on episodes. Um, so let's get into this episode. Today we have a very special guest in the studio, Shu. If you don't know who Shu is, he is a graffiti artist from Vienna. He's been doing graffiti since the 90s. He's a member of the Lord's Crew. Not only that, he's a, a b-boy. He's an MC. He's a snowboarder. I mean, he wears so many hats. Um, it was a very interesting conversation. We talked about the art scene, about graffiti, um, about life. I don't know, everything. Um, it was a really interesting conversation. All right, so let's get started with the legendary, one and only, master himself, Shu. songs on it and the rest is just you, you can hear the <laughs> drug experience. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of a just a jam session. Yeah. It's kind of hard to hear. Spaced you know, out. But a little spaced out. Very influential. It's good for background music if you're drawing or yeah. something like this. So, Shu, welcome. Welcome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Arcade, man. Thanks yeah. for coming by. That's cool. It's a pleasure. Out. Yeah, so... Let's get the the crazy shit out of the way first. It's what's going on with uh, with COVID. Have you been uh, dealing with this um, kind of these lockdowns and all that stuff? It's been pretty pretty strict here in Vienna. Yeah, it's it's pretty strict. So so I I have to break it down for a, a personal level because uh, the last year was pretty rough for me. So uh, this whole COVID thing. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. Was a pain in the ass. Yeah. So because uh, um, like you know it so yeah, in the yeah. uh, in the summertime my father passed away yeah. um, which w was not a, a covid thing but yeah. uh, uh, it was a rough time and then it just leads to to uh, to this whole covid situation and then in um, October uh, mm. uh, I got also COVID, so I was positive. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, so... But did you get it bad? Was it... Uh, um, for me, it wasn't... I mean, bad. Uh, fever is bad enough for yeah, me, yeah. so... But it was, uh, I would say, 30 hours of fever and, and really, really bad headache. Oh, shit. Um, but then when I got my, my positive uh, COVID test... Mm -hmm. uh, from Veloce, yeah, <laughs> the the bike service delivered it to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, I was already out of of any. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it was nothing else. It yeah, was just yeah. the fever and the headache for me. Uh, my girlfriend uh, got more symptoms, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but on a on a on a lower level. Oh, okay. But That's good. more of the symptoms and longer. 
But does she lose her taste and her smell and all a this? A little, everything a little bit. Okay. A little bit of fever, a little bit of uh, losing the taste, and so. But all in all, it was was not so bad for yeah. her. Um, we got it from her parents, so oh, right. they still uh, at the time uh, got it in kind of a bad way. It was fever and everything. Oh, um, but for the mother, it. Uh, turned out also it was okay in the mm -hmm. end and uh, um, the father passed away oh COVID, really so yeah. oh shit man so oh, so it's a pretty rough rough it's a year, shitty year. This, yeah. it's a pretty shitty year yeah. so, or, or at least um, it's uh, a yin yang year for me because uh, like 2020 was till my father passed away in July mm -hmm. Um, COVID was not a thing for me. I took it seriously. Yeah, but it was more like a, like a big holiday for me because yeah. I got all the home office. Mm -hmm, I got mm -hmm. uh, a lot of time uh, with my girlfriend, so yeah. it was unexpected time for us. So it was a cool time. So, yeah. but the rest of the year it, it it was pretty pretty rough. So, and now with the beginning of this year. Uh, I take it also very seriously, but um, I try to put everything on a on a on a positive mood again and yeah. um, start this year in <coughs> in a in a good direction for me, and it it, it works out. So yeah, hopefully I'm with the vaccine coming, should huh? be hopefully with the vaccine and everything yeah. popping, we should start to uh, be able to do regular stuff again, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. So yeah. the home office is also nice. I mean, it, I think it's yeah, <laughs> but. I mean, it's nice, but yeah. uh, so uh, I, I want, like everybody else, yeah. I, I want a, a normal life back. But we will see how long does it take because yeah. the vaccine should be here. The stupid people should be out. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. So they're getting more and more. Yeah. And uh, so. Have you, do you have any um, leftover symptoms from, from COVID or your. No. You know, no. Any girlfriend either? No. Nothing. No. This was our. Our worst case scenario okay. okay that we have maybe because there are a lot of a lot of people who pop out in, uh, like on TV on internet and mm -hmm. wherever and they have two months after they have their symptoms yeah but luckily uh, we are of that and yeah. and uh, I mean I came out of my quarantine and mm -hmm. uh, we were going together on the mountain again and and we have uh, not suffered any any strong that's stuff good. afterwards yeah i don't know how i mean i don't know anyone personally that still has symptoms afterwards maybe some lingering issues with taste and smell but um my worst my worst fear is to to have problems with the lungs after you know because yeah. you know being sporty like you it's i mean the shitty part with corona is that you don't know what you get. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if I know, okay, when I got it a second time and it's just um, 30 hours of fever and a headache, mm -hmm. I think, okay, why not? Okay. But it could be worse. Yeah. yeah. And uh, last weekend I was in a, on a ski tour and uh, a couple was with me and uh, she was still suffering and she got or both got COVID in March. Oh, and shit. Uh, she still has no taste. <laughs> Damn. And also the husband has some issues. So mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I don't want to no, get an exchange with her. So. Yeah, there's everybody t takes it a little bit differently, it yeah. seems like. But I was really worried because I went, I went to Texas in, for Christmas and yeah. New Year's, and, you know, it's not as strict there, mm -hmm. you know? So I was really worried that I was going to somehow get something mm -hmm. while I was there, even though I was just trying to stay with my, my family, you know? But, you know, family and family friends come over, and, you know, it's the holidays, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was tough, but luckily nothing happened. And I bought like, um, like a health insurance oh. for traveling. Yeah. I mean, I've never done that before, but my my friend Shasade uh, told me to do this, and mm -hmm. it was the best idea <laughs> because I felt safe, and I could use that for um, getting a COVID test before I came back. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to pay for the test; I could just use the insurance. So oh. it was cool, man. But luckily, nothing so far. Yeah. Yeah. So going from COVID. <laughs> <laughs> What's the bridge? To How do you change? Huh? <laughs> See, I'm usually pretty good at like oh. transitioning to this is kind of a hard <laughs> transition. It's a hard topic. Yeah, where you want to go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you start at the bottom and then you can only go up, right? So, mm. what we're talking now, yeah. HIV or? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah. yeah. But um, so you. I really wanted to have you on the podcast, you know, because you're one of the originators here in Vienna who started doing the graffiti, you know, started the graffiti scene here. And, you know, every anybody who is in the scene, they know of you, they know your work, they know what you've done and stuff. And um, I just wanted to have you on to talk about, like, the beginning, you know, how you started and, and the people you were spraying with and what you guys were doing and, you know, stuff like that, just mm. to kind of educate some of these fools out there about what's <laughs> happening and, 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 you know, the... How, where it started, you know, and stuff like that, so. Mm, yeah, I start with uh, your first podcast guest, like DJ Fact. Mm -hmm. So we started together in uh, the end of uh, 94. Mm -hmm. And in our hometown, Steyr, so we were the first. So it was yeah. kind of a weird situation for us. Uh, and basically, we were just hip-hop fans mm -hmm. at this time coming from Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer and yeah. dig in and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also of course saw a lot of uh, MTV, your MTV raps and all this kind of stuff mm -hmm. and uh, um, this leads us to the to the next step and yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you're seeing a lot of this on, on television and in movies and stuff like this in magazines. In no, there was no magazines. There's no there. magazines in '94. No, not uh, even fanzines were out. Ah, so shit. it was just really seeing in seeing it uh, on MTV mm -hmm. in some video clips, mm -hmm. and then you decide, okay, let's try it out. Yeah. Um, and of course, it was horrible. So <laughs> what kind of what kind of cans were available at that time? What, um, what cans were you using? I mean, you could. There was a chance of buying uh, Belton at this time, but okay. not in Steyr. Okay. So in Steyr, you got Duplicolor mm -hmm. and uh, Prismacolor, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is <laughs> yeah. one pain in the ass to the other pain yeah, in the exactly. ass. So, um, so that's why most of our pieces uh, got a lot of blue and a lot of dark colors in mm -hmm. it because you, you couldn't paint with yellow or stuff like this. It was just running down the wall. So yeah. it was not even when you... You, you paint with white before or whatever, it was no chance of getting it on the wall. So yeah. it was Prismacolor. Um, and with this kind of spray, we started. And, and then we start uh, 
dig in this whole graffiti hip hop universe thing mm -hmm. and I don't know, taking train just mm -hmm. from Steyr to Linz, mm -hmm. running around on the track sites, make photos of mm -hmm. the the old school guys at this time, like Dirk, Ives, mm -hmm. and yeah, there was a couple of really good pieces uh, at the at the line in Linz, and okay. we make photos, and then of course, like the old times, you bring all the photos back to Steyr, developing <laughs> one one week later <laughs> yeah <laughs> sitting on nails and then uh of course uh, fucked up maybe the half of the photos and then yeah. the other half you you're uh, really uh excited about it yeah. and um yeah and so it, it yeah just move on who moved on for us at this time who else was uh was painting back then um it was just you two and saya but who were you um were you collaborating with anybody or, not, or meeting up with other graffiti writers at that time or was it in Steyr we are like Fact and I and uh, a third one was also with us mm -hmm. like bro uh, he's now doing airbrush on a really good level oh, and nice. um, so uh, but like I said so in Steyr mm -hmm. there was Tote Hose <laughs> <laughs> so there was nothing uh, nothing for us so we, we had to, to to go to other cities mm -hmm. and uh, the first big influences came from Linz mm -hmm. because in Linz uh, um, you had a couple of good writers at the time. Like also Scaro is originally from Linz. Oh, okay. And but you got Mars, Zeuser, so a couple of really good writers mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. and so we connect with them. And also because we 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 started in ninety ninety four with our B boy career mm -hmm, yeah. thing and, uh, and so even with that stuff we had to go to Linz and back and forth and uh, we're in a big exchange with the uh, back then it was Knochenbreaker mm -hmm. the crew <laughs> in Linz and uh, but also these guys uh, uh, got the graffiti thing going on yeah. and so yeah so this was the first big exchange mm -hmm. and influence at that time and then of course it started with all the with all the hip-hop jams at this time mm -hmm. because in the middle of the 90s to the end of the 90s or beginning of the 2000s this whole jam culture was really big like um, like the Kapu in Linz, Stadtwerkstatt in Linz basically the the, the whole uh, Texter, you know, yeah. the music mm -hmm. group. Yeah, yeah. They organized a lot of really uh, good jams at the time. And also the biggest uh, hip-hop jam at the time was the Stay Original. Mm -hmm. was also in Linz. So <coughs> when this all started, okay, you, you, you got uh, immediately also contact to the, to the Vienna guys. Mm -hmm. Like in b-boying and, of course, in graffiti as well. When did you start uh, like breaking and stuff like this? 90, 95. 95? Yeah. Nice. So Where, and how did you learn like the steps? Like did you part self-taught meeting other people or Yeah, it was like in 95 the, there were for us two very influential uh, events. Mm -hmm. The one was the Hip Hop Berserk in Schwertberg. It's okay. really in the cuts in, on the countryside. And but they organized somehow a really good event mm -hmm. with 
graffiti artists there with a lot of rap groups, even international. Wow. And then was this the original in Linz. And and uh, like with this whole hip hop spirit in the in the mid nineties, mm -hmm. it was possible to get I mean the creme de la creme from Europe mm -hmm. to Linz with almost no budget. <laughs> wow. So you you got really big names in the b-boy scene there you got big names uh, uh, with the graffiti there and and for us it was like wow what's going on here so mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it was unbelievable for us and uh, i remember it's really good there was uh, uh one very influential b-boy he's still breaking it's uh, chase mm -hmm. one from hamburg okay uh and he was making a, a turtle spin uh on a coca-cola can on what the floor the? really and for us it was like wow it looks really cool so next day of course we tried it at home and i thought this is the the, the easiest part this, this, <laughs> this one and of course it was not the easiest part so i was uh well not even to hold myself in this position but oh. it, it brings it brought some some fire to us and and we we, we tried to 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 bring back the memories from this event and and to 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 copy some steps, but of course it was a, yeah. a disaster. And yeah, then yeah. we got our first steps from this Knockenbreaker crew mm -hmm. back then. But even the the basic foundation step of b-boying is mm -hmm. a six step, mm -hmm. and we learned basically a three step back then oh, because okay. <laughs> everything was so so uh, yeah so in the beginning. Yeah, so yeah. it was. Crazy. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of uh, like skateboarding, kind of like when, yeah, you, yeah. when it you go was, out. It, and it got all, at this time, it got all the, the same the same passion, the same feeling, mm -hmm. because everything at this time was was new. Even yeah, yeah. when breaking, skateboarding, snowboarding, mm -hmm, hip hop, mm -hmm. everything was there in the 80s or in the yeah. 70s or whatever. Yeah. But for Europe, the 90s was was the big thing uh, so it, it all started to pop up here and yeah. stuff like that so yeah. but everything was 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 really really in the beginning mm. so the people who made it back then they just did it with a lot of passion yeah. and, and a, they a lot of fail and error yeah they learned as they went along and yeah that's so, awesome and and we spent our first couple of years just with really horrible b-boy steps <laughs> yeah. and but the thing is that when you go through through this type of learning mm -hmm. um in graffiti in breakdancing or also i don't know in snowboarding it doesn't matter yeah, uh, it's yeah. it, it, uh it developed a very uh special and unique style also yeah yeah of course Be because you you're just you have no teacher. Yep, there yep. was no teacher, and back then, when when somebody did um, did the same step or mm -hmm. the same letter form mm -hmm. on, on the wall, mm -hmm. you were just a biter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And nowadays, yeah. you can make workshops <laughs> in graffiti. You can yep. make workshops in in mm -hmm. in b boying, and yep. they teach you not the basic steps. They teach you how to do styles, and yeah. I think it's a very horrible thing. Yeah, yeah, because. You teach me your style. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, what the fuck? So it takes away you, the originality. You, yeah, you. Yeah. I, I'm down for 
giving anybody mm. uh, some good advices mm -hmm. or some helping steps yeah. or some workshops or whatever, but yeah. just for the foundation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have to do it by yourself. You have to figure it out as yeah. you go. Yeah, I think it's the main things are, you know, the types of cans, the different caps, how they work, how they hold the, you know, you have to learn how to control the pressure all yourself. You know, you, nobody can show you how to how to get can control, you know, you, it's just practice, you know, so, yeah. and the styles and stuff, I think, yeah, you just, if you're an already an artist and you're already doing your own letters, all you have to do is just do that onto the wall. So you yeah. can't really teach style to someone, you know, <laughs> they either have it or they I don't. I mean, I think you can teach style as well. So a lot of people are doing it. Uh, a mm -hmm. lot of people are also copy copying it from, from the internet. It's, uh, yeah. It's very easy access what you get nowadays. I mean, when we started with this whole thing, we had to buy our first interrail ticket and go on a European interrail mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. go to Paris and Amsterdam and Cologne and Berlin. Mm -hmm. And because there were no fanzines, yeah. no magazines. You so had to you see have it to go there, you have to see it by yourself. Mm -hmm. And back then, this was a, a typical style from mm -hmm. the city. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You couldn't see the Berlin style or the Cologne style in Amsterdam. Yeah. Amsterdam got their own scene, their own style. Yeah, yeah. So it was very important to 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 soak soak it in mm -hmm. back then for us. I guess what I mean is, um, you can't teach someone to have their own like original style. Yeah. You know, so obviously you can see a style and, and copy that style, but it's not. It's always going to look like somebody else's style. You True. Know? So you could always see the influences from everybody else, which is. I think having influence is just natural with everything, but you have to find your own way within. You have to take it, ingest it yourself, and then put out a new product. You know, yeah. so which is hard for a lot of people. You know, it's hard because it it's uh, uh, it takes a lot of time it and takes work. a lot of um, self reflect mm -hmm. reflection. So, mm -hmm. and that's for most of the people. I think it's the hardest part. Yeah, of course, <laughs> definitely. That's what separates you know the biters from the artists and stuff like that. Yeah. I think so. True. And um, so the name Shu, where did this come from? Uh, I mean, my last name is Schuster, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense uh, back then, I would yeah. say. So because uh, I always got some kind of nicknames, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. always leads in this kind of direction. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was not so creative at this time to to find a name because yeah. when i painted my first piece with fact and bro <clears throat> it was like this that uh, I, I was not even ready for this because mm -hmm. we painted it and then fact said in the end you need a tag and i said what what tag we just <laughs> painted the piece and he said, yeah you need a tag everybody got a tag and i said like, what tag and at this time i was already uh in the band and oh, okay. I was the MC of the band. It was kind of a crossover band. So, oh, and really? And I was kind of the 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 worst uh, Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit or whatever. So, okay. <laughs> but uh, I was already an MC shoe at the time. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I painted not even a tag at the first piece. I painted a little icon, a mm -hmm. little shoe okay. with an MC <laughs> in it. Because I, I, I don't... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... Get it at all? A tag? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is a tag? <laughs> so, okay, I need a tag. Good. Yeah, and uh, I stuck with the name. So and um, what was the name of the band? 
the, the name of the band was Die Liebe Familie. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> lovely family. <laughs> the lovely family. Nice. Um, yeah, it was it was a, f uh, a funny project at the time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, How many people were in the were in the group? Five, I think. Yeah. Often. And in the end of the band, uh, even Fact joined us with the turntables. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it was not it was so successful. Fun. But yeah. it was a fun project, and yeah. uh, it, it it all came out of the same kind of spirit. This whole DIY thing. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. whole if you are in a in a fucking small town like Steyr, they don't deliver anything yeah. to you. Yeah. as a youngster mm -hmm. so you have to do it by yourself you have to make concert by yourself you have to make the bands by yourself mm -hmm. you have to make mm -hmm. the graffiti by yourself everything so yeah it's um it was maybe hard for us back then mm -hmm. but um in a retrospective yeah i would say it, it was a very um good time for us yeah. because uh, you you had to to focus on what you want to achieve yeah and uh you had to to work uh with any kind of people yeah. because of course it, it was a small town mm -hmm. and fact and i and maybe a couple of others this was the hip-hop thing <laughs> yeah yeah but then you have the punks mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. the normal metal yeah, bands, the heads, yeah. The, the, the the grunge thing yeah. was pretty big yeah and yeah in the 90s so you have all this 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 little scenes this, yeah. this youth culture scenes and but everybody has to work together yeah uh, and this for us was a very uh, yeah a very positive uh, uh, way of doing it mm -hmm. Be because we, we we realized it really early that it was very important to work together yeah and this is what uh, I would say what Vienna uh, especially in the in the beginning years when when we came here then we missed mm -hmm. this kind of stuff here because yeah. of course the, the hip-hop scene is bigger mm -hmm. so the hip-hop mm -hmm. scene is is big enough just to work with in the hip-hop scene yeah, yeah yeah and the metal scene is big enough to work in the metal scene mm -hmm. scene and and so there there is not uh an exchange yeah, of these yeah. whole things i know what you mean yeah and and this is um it works out, but it's also sad because yeah, it's uh, totally shame. I, it, I it can give you also a lot of really good inputs. Yeah, yeah. When did you end up moving to Vienna? What year was that? Um, I, I assume you were coming here quite often already. Right? I was coming here twi quite often, yeah, with, with jams uh, already and also with trainings, b-boy trainings mm -hmm. and stuff like this. Uh, but I was moving in the end of 2002. Oh, okay. All right. So, so yeah, you're coming up on an anniversary pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really funny at the time because uh, I was kind of stuck in, in, in Steyr because everybody was, was studying in Salzburg, studying in Linz, studying there, and or going abroad. And, mm. and I was like... Fuck. So I'm still in Steyr. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, and um, for me, it was like okay. I also quit the relationship at, at that time, and I said I have, I have to go here. So yeah. Steyr has nothing to offer for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and I never wanted to go to Vienna mm-hmm. because it was also it was cool to visit, but it was never a goal for me to come here. It wasn't that there were tons of other cities top listed yeah. for me, yeah. not Vienna. What were some of those? Um, uh, at that time, I, w- I was thinking about going to Berlin. Okay. Uh, which nowadays I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I think it's a pretty. <laughs> but back then, it, yeah. it, it was a good plan for me. Uh, I wanted to go to Berlin or to San Francisco, and mm-hmm. I was pretty broke at that time. So, of course, San Francisco was <laughs> yeah <laughs> was, was not really money. possible for me. Yeah. So, but a couple of weeks before I decided to go to Berlin, um, I got a new girlfriend at this time, and I thought, okay. Let's give it a chance. Mm. And yeah, it was a good decision at the time um, and still is. And uh, also a good time because yeah. in, in, in the end of uh, uh, the beginning of this 2000 years, mm-hmm. um, it was not a lot of graph was going on. Because oh, really? Vienna at this time got to deal with, because they got a Big, uh, they got big police troubles mm-hmm. in in the end of the nineties, okay, and beginning of two thousand, and the there this are two in, major in raids here, mm-hmm. and they took out the half of the scene with, I mean, you're talking about here in Vienna, in Vienna, oh, yeah. Okay. So people get jailed for it. Um. Uh, people pay had to pay over a million or two million shillings back, yeah, back then. Yeah. So it, it was like horrible for them. Fuck, they really of cracked down on it. And it, yeah, and it, it slowed, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it slowed down the, the graffiti scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was coming here, so it, it was like, of course, Luxus was active mm-hmm, at mm-hmm, the time. Yeah. Um, a couple of other guys... Schwarzfahrer was also active at the time. Mm-hmm. Hades. But it was yeah. just a handful of people. Yeah. So it was Vienna at the time was mm. like a big playground for me. Wow. I, I thought, okay, <laughs> damn, it's like, what the fuck is yeah. going on here? I, I didn't realize it before. Yeah. And then I was here, I was like, Phew, wow, cool. <laughs> so you can do everything. And yeah. uh, in, in like... Wherever you go, mm-hmm. you have not a lot of competition. Yeah, yeah. And most of my stuff back then I did anyway alone. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, really good for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How long were you in Berlin for? No, I was a couple of times in Berlin. Oh, okay. I got friends there. So you didn't like, stay no, there? No, no. I, I okay. never moved there. It was just the idea of moving. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks before uh, I wanted to go there, mm-hmm. uh, I decided to go to the to the other direction which yeah. uh, for my parents mm-hmm. was the best move yeah of course <laughs> of course because they were like oh fuck he's going to berlin <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and of course they know uh my my, my, my graffiti and and, yeah. and and all this what what comes around also mm-hmm. with the graffiti so they said okay fuck he's yeah. going to berlin <laughs> it, it's not the best thing what he can do so well that's great. Did you and Fact both come to Vienna around the same time, or was this different? Like no, Fact was coming to Vienna. I don't know, a year or two years later. So I after, would say. yeah, later after you, because he was finishing uh, university, uh, mm-hmm. the FH mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Salzburg. Yeah, yeah. 
so yeah. And when you came to Vienna, were you did you come here for a specific reason besides uh, graffiti? Or did you want to do? Was there like a job you were trying to do, or did you go to university? Or no, at that time I I was just um, basically I was uh, in the HTL mm -hmm. for okay. I'm an artsmith, so I was in the in the art school. Okay. Uh, but I never worked as an artsmith, and at the, at that time I was just learning myself uh, all the graphic stuff, uh, Photoshop and Illustrator mm -hmm. and all these kind of programs. And, and back in the ninety, in the uh, in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. And so I was going to from from one uh, practicum to the next practicum, yeah. mm -hmm. and um, and was. Basically uh, hired by the IMS, so <laughs> the Austrian <laughs> Job Institute, uh, and um, yeah, trying to find my way in this kind of, of, of job field. field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but it gave me, of course, a lot of time for graffiti at yeah. that time. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. But it was definitely <laughs> you wanted to go into the art field of some kind that <coughs> you were trying to do. I saw myself more uh, uh, in this kind of job, um, but I decided really early to go not in the, the graphic design, not in, in the art in the art world. Okay, like also mm -hmm. with <coughs> you could also go f with the b boying more into making money with the b boying, mm -hmm. like making more workshops like like i said before yeah. do the workshop with teaching them styles and, and whatever yeah. but it's not uh it's not the way i i, I was seeing it at mm -hmm. this time and uh at that time also this this whole movement what 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 uh, what nowadays is around with uh like making also shows in theaters mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and 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 this kind of different dance world was not developed at the time, so yeah. I was not seeing myself in dancing for a, a shitty big company and doing some commercial jobs. Yeah. I mean, I did it, mm -hmm. but it was just the extra cash. I yeah. was not. I, 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 it, it was not the goal just to to make my money with this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. also with the graffiti, it was like this. I was. Yeah. It was uh, the subversive. Uh, riot creative part of graffiti mm -hmm. what i liked mm -hmm, mm -hmm. back then and and still do so yeah making making dumb jobs for the people yeah it's not it's, it's kind of it, it was not satisfying me yeah, I can in a kind of way uh, yeah. and what i also don't liked uh, at the time was you it's it, it's a hustle to mm -hmm. get these jobs mm -hmm. And uh, it soaks in all the energy, yeah, yeah, with the, the the creative energy and also your your energy basically with life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm painting some shitty job, but in the same time I'm doing temp paintings uh, which satisfy me yeah. way more than yeah. the shitty job. Mm -hmm. So it it was on a very uh, early stage of my graffiti career. I decided no, no, no. It's not not my my thing. I mean, yeah. from time to time, I'm doing some some commission works yeah. and I'm doing some uh, like also gallery stuff mm -hmm. or whatever. But uh, uh, it's not really a main goal yeah. to 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 live from it. Yeah, I think it's really difficult. Also, if you like, you were saying it's hard to to separate 
the fun and free um, feeling from painting your own stuff all the time to doing it commercially for someone where they <coughs> put in their inputs into it and you're getting paid for that and yeah it's really hard to to find the right balance with that like and to make money in that in that aspect so. yeah and you always have to to make a, a compromise of course with the client yep and most of the clients they they are so far away of my thinking mm -hmm. that I don't want to make any compromises with them. So yeah. um, that's what I struggle with a lot too. I'm not sure exactly how that how that works out, but yeah, you know, I've had people ask me to do commissions of characters or you know that are not my characters, and mm. it's I don't want to do that, even if they're paying me. I mean, if they pay me a lot of money, you know, of course, mm. but it's not. I feel like I'm just kind of giving my a little piece of my soul away and my time and. It's hard. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely it's hard. And uh, yeah, I want to, to, to keep my, my focus and my passion mm -hmm. just for for these kind of things in my life, yeah. which are important, like graffiti and mm -hmm. b-boying. I mean, b-boying slowed down a little bit in the last years, but uh, it, I still got a passion for it. And uh, I don't know, it's it's the, s the same with all of of uh with all the things in my life like mm -hmm. even with snowboarding or whatever so yeah it's the same kind of passion and uh i'm just doing it for the fun of it of course, and yeah. I, w i don't want to lose it so do you have any other artists in your family like going no. back no? no no so you you just kind of you didn't have anyone to influence you like growing up as far as art no. goes no no M uh, both sides uh in my family i would say it's working class mm -hmm. there was not that was was never a focus on, mm -hmm. on some arty artsy stuff yeah. in the family, mm -hmm. and so there was also not um, even my parents. They never tried to 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 bring out some talents. Yeah. So, from me, so it, it's like I discovered it a little bit by myself. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, but even before I, I I did graffiti, I was just playing in a soccer team, mm -hmm. and we got this this. This this blank like coach jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And back then I was just painting freestyle logos on it, <laughs> like with every logo what we loved back yeah, then, yeah. with with thirteen like or whatever, like yeah. Levi's <laughs> yeah. and all these kind of brands. And so I just painted it with the with a, with the adding Sharpie. marker yeah. ah, okay. on on the jacket yeah. and. It, it, it was kind of cool so mm -hmm. because my friend said ah you have to do it for me as well mm -hmm. so obviously I, I got some things in me yeah. which already was there but yeah. uh, it just broke out just with, with discovering this whole hip hop thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah what um, work did your parents do what kind of fields did they come from my parents uh, they they always have some um Restaurants, oh, okay. some like holding business, oh, okay. or some, some yeah. kind of this stuff. So mm -hmm. I was growing up uh, always, always with, fed. With, yeah, <laughs> so, so. I was eating a lot of uh, Käsekräner yeah. sausages at the time, <laughs> no. and uh, so. Uh, but it was never um, an option for me to go in this kind of direction mm -hmm. because my my parents uh, they they made it really good, I would say, and they delivered also a, a really good life for me yeah but I also saw how much work it was so yeah. with how many hours they are working mm. uh, 
where is the free time? It was not there. Yeah. So I don't know. When I was a teenager, I was kind of glad that I have, have this kind of free time without mm. the parents. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I see the, the other families, I mean, I was cooking spaghetti with 12. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, but um, in the end, uh, I would say it was also a big influence for me because I was uh, organi organizing also... Uh, a couple of uh, bigger hip hop jams in Steyr mm -hmm. and some events mm -hmm. and some parties and, and this kind of stuff and uh, I would say uh, the knowledge just came from my parents yeah. they, they never taught they never me how to you. do it yeah, yeah? Yeah. but I always saw it how, how mm -hmm. they calculate how they, how they do, how they yeah. organize and uh, I remember that the, the, the first jam and somebody said so you doing now a hip hop jam? Mm -hmm. Do you have the money? Mm -hmm. I said no, <laughs> but I calculate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and I calculated this time uh, at the big risk because yeah. I was just in school. Yeah, and yeah. Um, um, I make, I mean, my, the jams back then, they cost me around forty thousand shillings. So yeah. it was really a big deal yeah, for me yeah, if yeah. I would lose this money. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was, I don't know. I, I, I think it would be a, 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 a big discussion back then yeah. with with my parents. But I never lost any kind of money. It was yeah. uh, also it was always a, a zero, always oh, break good. even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 but this kind of of, of thinking I realized it way later. Mm -hmm. it, it was just it came from your parents from from this. That's really interesting. Thing. Yeah, because a lot of people don't have the. Um, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? The I guess the ambition to to go through all the trouble to create an event, you know, and to to organize the artists. Uh, even now, like having to go through all the emails, you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of work, you know, in the yeah. end. But you have to have this ambition, and yeah, and I think this is something that comes from somewhere, like from family. Yeah, from, it comes from, from somewhere. You have to have this ambition, and, and how, and, and a way to not have any fear about doing it, and mm -hmm. just do it because you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, well, you try it and just keep going, yeah. you know. It's just the fail and error thing, and this—it's really good. So. Yeah. Um, and back then, you had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Nobody, nobody did it. <laughs> yeah. So you, there, there, there was no hip hop jam in Steyr. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, do it yourself. Yeah, do it yourself. And also, like uh, when I was coming to Vienna, um, Vienna got. Uh, um, the Servus Wien mm -hmm. it was the, the first magazine okay. uh, in Austria or Vienna but it was also slowing down at this time mm -hmm. So and, and we were starting our own magazine mm -hmm. so the Go On magazine oh, okay. um, and it, it was coming out of the same kind of spirit so yeah. there is no there, there, there is no magazine there, mm -hmm. there is nothing where we can show what we do mm -hmm. for our scene but also for other countries yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's because vienna is 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 not on the list yeah for anybody yeah. just maybe painting the trains here but yeah. not really uh, uh, it, it was not an influential city yeah like a, because like nothing a was coming out yeah from yeah vienna. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, and so this was also a reason that we just okay let's do a magazine why not? When did you start the magazine? When I would say it was 
2003 oh, okay. or beginning of 2004 i don't know mm-hmm. um and it was a, a fun project yeah and, yeah and i'm sure uh i did it quite a long time and um was it so you you started the magazine yourself and then you had some some friends i started out? back then with my girlfriend the magazine mm-hmm. uh but most of the time I, uh, I did it by myself and yeah. and all the graphic design I make by myself all uh, li- like really with the first issues of the go on magazine mm-hmm. we were just we were going to the the what is the druckerei print the printing agency ah druckerei yeah yeah druckerei. yeah yes so the, we're going the, to the print, print shop the print yeah. shop yeah. yeah and we just but it was a company so they just produced the the side the sheet the, the sheets, sheets yeah. Us, yeah and you had to put it together and we it had to put it together <laughs> so and you imagine i was we were making the first issue got 1500 copies Holy so shit. and we we all got it laid down on the tables and Fuck. you can imagine how many rounds of course we were going around the tables to shit. collect all the sheets of paper and put it together <laughs> and then cut the it staple, and then yeah. put it into boxes. Oh, you had to cut it also we did because we had no money at the shit. time and we had just the money for uh for the printing but not for anything else yeah so we 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 did all by ourselves wow and also the like the shipping and this was also a reason why uh once a year i always did the go on release party mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. but of course it was a, a a party where where everybody was going to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even people who Weren't don't like scene. each yeah, other yeah, yeah? yeah okay. everybody was there yeah so it was a cool gathering for the vienna scene mm-hmm. i would say mm-hmm. but for for me it was just very useful event to make a little bit of money yeah because i was always um trying to find location mm-hmm. where where i can uh do the bar mm-hmm. by myself yeah okay because <laughs> the bar is it's the, money. The, it's the place <laughs> where you make the money yeah, exactly. yeah so i'm i'm <laughs> yeah that's again the yeah. this parent thing yeah, yeah so yeah. so i i knew okay I, I need a party at least with 200 people mm-hmm. and of course they have to drink a lot yeah yeah and that's not a problem with graffiti guys. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, I was just financing the the, the magazine with the parties. Nice. Yeah. So. Wow. That's really, and how long did the, the magazines go for? How many issues did you end up doing? The last issue were, uh, was coming out, uh, hmm, two seventeen or something. Oh, okay. I would say two sixteen to seventeen, something right. like that. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's also fuck. I can't even imagine how much work that is to, to do. Yeah, that's and then to. I mean, luckily you had the the Photoshop skills and design <laughs> skills to make all that. So you had to hire someone to do all that stuff. Yeah, true. That's pretty awesome. That's yeah, pretty awesome. And around this time, about twenty was it twenty? No, twenty eighteen. I think I went to your exhibition at uh, Ape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many exhibitions have you done? Do you know like? Um, because this was very unique. I thought it was a really cool exhibition with the, the different drawings and with the uh, the treasure hunt that yeah. you did. It was super cool. But did you you did other ones before this? Because uh, just just a couple, mm-hmm. not really that much. And also with the with the ape gallery, mm-hmm. um, it was not really planned 
to make it like this. All right. The plan was just uh, Chrissy phoned me up and said, "Hey, I wanted you. I want you for a design mm -hmm. for for the T-shirt." Yeah. And of course, I have this exhibition room, and you can do whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. So, and I thought, okay, poof, uh, <laughs> what kind of design? So, this is always my 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 problem with with the gallery thing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because for me, it's very boring to bring just my graffiti mm -hmm. on a small scale on a canvas. Yeah, yeah. Because th the whole graffiti lives of the surrounding exactly. of the <coughs> uh of, of 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 the scale yeah and yeah. and and when when this all in is missing so why should i paint the normal graffiti style on mm -hmm. a canvas it's mm -hmm. very for me it's very boring yeah and not not a lot of people are able to make this transition transition in a right way yeah even worldwide mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I don't know I, Maybe I have five names in my head. Yeah, yeah. This is it. And so I was 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 just brainstorming a couple of weeks wh what I do mm -hmm. for for the ape thing, and um, then I come up with this kind of tagged bicycle thing, mm -hmm. <coughs> and and then this whole idea was growing, and then it became a, a fun thing to work in a gallery space yeah. because okay. What what can I do? So I produced tons of 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 this kind of uh, tag bicycle mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, eighty different kind of tagged bicycles. Yeah. And then I was coming with this uh, the, the the bus stop signs what yeah. you can collect and all this kind of stuff. So and in the end I was pretty happy with with the result. And yeah. uh, so for me it, it it always has to to. Um, to be a, a project, yeah. it has to be a full circle. I know what you mean. Yeah, it has yeah. to have some kind of concept yeah. behind the what you're showing. Yeah, yeah. that was really cool. It's really. And the funny thing was that uh, I was, th I gave everything away for I would say a really cheap price, mm -hmm. and he was selling out almost everything. <laughs> And he was very surprised, and, and and I was surprised in a way too. But it it was so funny that this tagged bicycle, it was the cool thing about that was you took this for like let's say ugly tag for mm -hmm. the most of the people, mm -hmm. and making make it in something nice, make yeah. a nice icon where you say, ah, oh, it's a bicycle. Yeah, so, yeah, and and. <laughs> As soon as it is a bicycle, everybody is like, wow, that's a really lovely thing. <laughs> I want it in my home. I want it on my body. And so it, it, it was a funny transition from from bad yeah. to good. So you, so. you, you uh, disguised the tag into something yeah. more recognizable yeah, for so people. That was more acceptable. Yeah, that was <laughs> maybe one of my, my goals mm -hmm. for, for the exhibitions. Yeah. Where did the idea for the bicycle come along <coughs> when you were sketching? Was it just like a, it came naturally? Or was it something that you really It came about? naturally because yeah. the first uh, tagged bike was from 2008. Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes some ideas need time. Yeah, and yeah. so 10 years later, 
it was a whole exhibition. <laughs> so you never know what's going yeah. on. True. So, and you're a big snowboarder. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I've never gone snowboarding. Actually, I've always wanted to go. I used to skate a long time ago, but and everybody's like, "Oh, you should snowboard," and I'm like, "I'm." I think my thing is just having my feet attached to the board, you mm -hmm. know, and like no way to like really bail at, at first. And at first learning it with a skateboard, you just jump off and yeah, whatever. But uh, since when have you been snowboarding? Like your whole life, or I mean, this whole winter sport thing for me is supernatural. Yeah, so, because I was <clears throat> on my first pair of skis with two and a half. Wow, and changed from ski to snowboarding with fourteen. And since then, yeah. I stuck with snowboarding. And since 2007, uh, I changed again the direction a little bit because n nowadays uh, I do more split boarding, like ski touring on mm -hmm. the mountain. Mm -hmm. Not so much pure snowboarding, like going to the lift and take yeah. the rides down again. So okay. it, it's more also, uh, um, yeah. It's more this whole mountaineering thing, what what comes also to my head when I'm doing this kind of stuff. So you mean like going on a, like a hike, but you go on a. I'm like going on a hike. Yes, okay. like so you earn your turns. All so oh right, yeah. nice. Wow. So you already have some mountains that are like these are the ones you know them really well, or do you go to different mountains all the time? Mm, I mean, we we are in Vienna. Let's say. We have the end of the Alps or the beginning of the Alps. Mm -hmm. It's the direction of how you see it. Yeah. So the like the, sh the Schneeberg is just 50 minutes away from Vienna. So okay. you can also do really good mountaineering stuff yeah, I didn't on, on so the close. whole Wiener Hausberge. So yeah. it's really cool. But um, I'm 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 doing also uh, more advanced or longer mm -hmm. ski tours. Yeah. With with friends all around Austria. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Did you ever think to try to go pro with it or was it just for fun? No, it was it's also like, at, like in the mid of um, beginning of 90s or uh, mid 90s. I was also going to some some competitions or competitions. It called uh, Austria Cup. Okay. Back then. <laughs> so I, I was making some little steps with it but like like I said I was Coming from Steyr, mm -hmm. there, w there was a snowboard scene there, mm -hmm. but not a really developed one. So you got all the, the good snowboarders. Mm -hmm. Most of the time were coming from really from the good ski areas or uh, living okay. closer to the mountains. Yeah, yeah. So at sense. this time, I got not really uh, a lot of people who surrounded myself back then mm -hmm. who wanted to go with me on this path. Yeah, but I tried it a little bit, and it was fun. But um, uh, since then, yeah. I never thought about that. It was like with 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 uh, b and graffiti. It was always the fun part of it. It was always the the passion part of it. So, because I would say if if, if you don't do these kinds of 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 things in your life with mm -hmm. passion, don't do it at all. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's got to be something within that really pulls you to do it. I yeah. think, yeah, definitely. You've been consistent with your with doing graffiti now f since the '90s, right? Yeah. Since mid '90s or so. So there's been a, like a lot of, 
you see a lot of people come and go in this time. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, of a lot of people came through, a lot of different beefs, a lot of different, like, bullshit and really cool stuff that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been, like, one of the, the best things to happen to the, the graffiti and, and, like, street art culture in Vienna? I think Austria or Vienna, uh, it's, like, a, a lot of little steps. And the, the Wiener Wand is, is a very good example for it. And it's started with one two walls and now you have almost tons every of district wall. yeah yeah most yeah all over vienna so yeah. it's, it's it's really cool um sadly one of the 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 guys from the city like franz kratzer passed away mm-hmm. i think it was in the beginning of uh, 2020 yeah i think you're so, right um, yeah. and he was a cool guy and uh and did you know him pretty well yeah yeah so, so he was the one who who legalized the walls for everyone. Or how did that he, work? He he was the connecting person to 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 the government to the government. Okay. Yeah. So, but back then, like Keramik, Levin, mm-hmm. all, Skero, mm-hmm. uh, Ghetto, all these people, the older ones, yeah, they 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 laid the base for the Wiener Wand. Mm-hmm. But Franz Kratzer played an important role, I would mm. say. And it's it's really cool. I mean, if you uh, compare it to other cities yeah. worldwide or just in Europe, uh, it's a very unique thing that you have everywhere, your legal places. And yeah. I think it's the largest area of legal <coughs> walls in Europe. That's, yeah. that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I mean, it, it got all, also some... some uh, unexpected bad parts coming with it because uh, it was never planned to be that big and mm-hmm. it was never planned uh, that uh, that that everybody can do what uh, what everybody is doing. And, yeah. Uh, because back then <coughs> you got this this kind of graffiti codex that mm-hmm. you don't go over burners, you don't do that that and uh, which is also good to break out of this kind of of, of rules, mm-hmm. but. Um, <coughs> Like you see, it's 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 pretty big uh, in Vienna. Everything, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, the, there is a lot of disrespect or beef mm-hmm. just because the knowledge is missing. Yeah, yeah. And the Wiener Wand was was never a knowledge project. Yeah. And the the old school writers, the they were also very um, introverted. Mm-hmm. And very uh, based just in their little microcosmos. So that there was not a goal of teaching all the time the 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 young people. Yeah. Uh, And uh, yeah, you had you you have to deal with it in kind of way. So everybody has to deal with it. So yeah, exactly. It's kind of a free for all sometimes. A lot of times now in the all the legal walls, but. Yeah, but yeah, the scene is definitely. I mean, I came in. I came here in 2014, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about the scene here at all, and uh, not and really not knowing that much about graffiti culture. So much. I mean, because mm-hmm. I've always been a big fan of it, but it wasn't where I grew up. And I grew up more in comic books, you know, and mm-hmm. drawing um, superheroes and stuff like that. And then, but I've always been so intrigued about um, seeing people. Being able to do these big murals with spray cans and mm-hmm. it's like fuck if I it, it just seemed like a superpower to me. It's like fuck how you can do that, you know. It's hard enough to do it on paper, you mm-hmm. know, and then to do it in a larger scale. But um, it seems like 
the scene now is you have so many different types of artists out there mm -hmm. and all these different types of artists like you were saying before about how Vienna's so big and when you came here there like there's different subsections within the metal heads or mm -hmm. the the hip-hop heads and it seems like it's like that way with street art graffiti here a little bit mm -hmm. where like it's such a big scene that it makes little scenes within the scene yeah if that makes sense yeah it makes sense because yeah. you, you you've got it uh uh, in every hip hop discipline, mm -hmm. I would say, mm -hmm. because when when people nowadays talk about the scene, I don't see it as a scene mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So, because like when you have the b boy scene, yeah, you have the the underground b boy scene, which will always be there. But then you have the contemporary, you have the the guys who just doing the bell thing, mm -hmm. the guys who are dancing in the theaters. The, also, it it's. It's a big universe yeah. of, of, mm -hmm. of scenes. And also with graffiti, you have just the guys who are painting the train, just the guys who are painting the streets, just the guys who are making uh, the Danube Channel and making yeah. their legal graffiti work. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. just the guys who are making just their art stuff in mm -hmm. the galleries. Mm -hmm. I mean, every part is good, but yeah. um, it's not a, for me, it's not a, not a scene It's not really connected. Anymore yeah. Because... Uh, uh, like in the in the nineties, you know, everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it it was on 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 Austria level. It was so small that yeah. you know every b boy, you know every graffiti artist, you know every rapper, you know everybody. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And and nowadays it's 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 loose everything. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it, it it's not really a big deal. Because that that's also a fun part of graffiti, that you you grab a can, you grab a marker, and you just do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I never needed uh, a second one for yeah. it. I would say seventy percent of my stuff, or even more, it's just I did it by myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to do it. I wanted in this way. Mm -hmm. I want to do this crazy action. I want to. So it's just. If I wanted to do it, I'd do it. Yeah. And that's the, the good thing about uh, b-boying, graffiti. Just mm -hmm. Basically, you don't need really a scene. Yeah, you can do because it Because I'm, I'm really happy if, if I'm doing it just for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I have my, 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 my little circle around me yeah. with, with good friends yeah of they course. say okay it's cool that's all you need yeah and it's all i need so yeah. and and of course uh it's kind of charming when 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 i uh, i recognize or realize that mm -hmm. uh also other people like my stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's 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 not uh not so important for me because yeah. this whole fame thing it, it comes in a way especially mm -hmm. when you do your stuff that long yeah but and you do it with passion you know it's i mean fame is just really so mm -hmm. uh, there is i don't know i just know this mark twain fidel castro line all fame uh, fits in a little rice corn <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. i just know it in a in a in the german yeah. sense you can say so, it in german if you want yeah all room this erde passed in a rice corn mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so Basically, fame is, is, is if this is the only motivation what drives you, yeah. I would say it's, it's just the wrong one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not fun. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Because uh, if I'm not painting 
two years on the Danube channel, the new generation don't know who I am. So yeah. What the fuck? So yeah. I don't care. So yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a lack of scene. I guess you could say it's. I think it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like I say, I I could see it the way you see it is like it's it's good that you can just go out and do your own thing and you don't have to have anybody else, which is the way it should be, you know. Yeah. I I guess I come from, you know, San Antonio, which is about the same size as, as Vienna, mm-hmm. but not more city. You know, Vienna's mm-hmm. all, bam, city, but, like, yeah. we're kind of spread out. But, um, like I said, I didn't come from the graffiti scene, but I came from, like, the art scene. But there was, when I started doing, like, the art slams, for example, mm-hmm. it was, there was no art scene that was connected in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And when I just started to invite everyone to come paint and to do this live art kind of stuff, um, you could see the scene there. I think the scene really felt like the artists who didn't have a way to to showcase their work with other artists, mm-hmm. they were very appreciative to have a, a platform or, or like kind of a support group to where, you know, yeah, you can always call this guy to go paint, or you can. Um, if you can't do a job, then you can. You know who someone mm. you can call because everybody's yeah, pretty. Yeah. pretty yeah, I understand cool what you mean. Yeah, so yeah, but everybody's I think pretty it's cool. Always, um, it uh, it depends uh, on your motivation, mm-hmm. what you're looking for. Yeah, true. Yeah, and I mean, I paid my dues. I mm. uh, I did a lot of graffiti. I did a lot of b-boying. I, uh, I organized my my parties, my jams, mm-hmm. my exhibitions, my, all these kinds of stuff. So. This is maybe the kind of, uh, of uh, maybe this moment where I think, okay, what the fuck? So I'm I'm glad if I do it just for me. Yeah. Because yeah. if somebody, I, um, I realize the benefit of it, mm-hmm. of a scene, mm-hmm. of, of people who work together. Yeah. But it's also a pain in the ass and a lot of work 100%. for yourself to yeah. put everything together. Exactly, yeah. And uh, so most of the time I also think hey, it's, it's a fucking use culture. Mm-hmm. So the use has mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. I'm just 43 years old. Yeah, I'm yeah. fucking old. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I still find my way in this culture and uh, with this youth thing. Yeah. But I don't have to understand everything mm-hmm. because it's, it's not, it's not my culture anymore. Exactly. It's a fucking yeah. use culture. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, bump the shit out of it out of it then do it yeah exactly. and if you want to organize it and if you want to work together then do it yeah but don't expect uh everybody to do it for you exactly yeah that's that's really well said actually i, I, I know exactly i think what I'm, you mean. I'm 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 a very smooth guy when when mm-hmm. people uh want to talk with me about the scene and mm-hmm. and 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 uh, some collaboration works or whatever so i'm, I'm down for it and I'm yeah. also down for for every um, conversation and, and discussion and, mm-hmm. and, and whatever yeah? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it costs also a lot of energy and time and power for yeah. myself and mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff in my life uh, where I need my power so mm-hmm. I cannot really focus yeah. on all of that shit all mm-hmm. the time so yeah, because I, um, I don't know, I want to hang out with my girlfriend. I, I want to go to the mountains. <laughs> exactly. I want to, I want to do just my yeah. lousy big scale wall yeah. and yeah. not 
talk five hours. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's really good to hear you say that. I think uh, you and I have a lot in common in that aspect. I didn't realize that before. Um, it's good to hear that because I, you know, opening up the gallery here, it wasn't supposed to be a gallery. It was just going to be our workspace. But, you know, I figured since we have the place, let's make a platform for artists who are not so seen, you know, mm -hmm. like people don't have to be graffiti or street art, just people who who are drawing at home or they, they do a little bit of stuff here and there and they just want to be in a gallery. Yeah. And I, ha I get a pleasure from this. I really do. Yeah. I, I enjoy organizing that. I love seeing what the artists come up, especially mm -hmm. when you have a theme. And it's really cool. But I'm at this point now because of Corona and mm -hmm. we can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And now I'm starting to think of the next year, next two years, where, where does that leave us? Where does it leave the studio? Yeah. In the end, if the studio is gone, if the gallery is gone, it really doesn't affect anything in the end. You know, there's, if they're going to show the work, they'll show it somewhere. Yeah. So maybe, you know, it's not that bad not to, you know, put the energy to your own art, put your yeah. energy to your girlfriend, your wife, whatever. <laughs> and but don't, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I can really see potential in this kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, because I see it with your project, mm -hmm. I see it with, uh, like, the Oxymoron mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Montana Store and, and, yeah, yeah. and the Lebin Stratzer Foundation. And, I mean, I'm also part of the, uh, of the Stratzer Foundation, also in the last year, so I put also work in it, yeah. but um, it was way more mm -hmm. ten years ago. Yeah, than yeah. Now, so. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I guess I guess what I mean is that it's it's good to to know that you know you can just take a step back and just kind of prioritize yeah. where your energies, what you put your energy to, into. Yeah, because I also I think um, like w w when I take the the go on for example. I did the go on till 2017, and I never made a, f a funeral mm -hmm. or okay. something like yeah. this. So it, it's not dead, mm -hmm. but I, I was not doing another issue mm -hmm. because at this time I felt it's not the right time for yep. the magazine anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got a couple of good ones uh, all over Europe, mm -hmm. uh, but for the Austrian scene, I thought they they were looking for something else, yeah. And they they don't want that sheet of paper <laughs> laying uh, at their toilet, yeah, to look through, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and and I think um, if I'm not getting the response of this product is needed, mm -hmm. I don't put all my energy in it because it's. Uh, it's 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 really too much work. Yeah. Like and the work is not the graphic design. The work yeah. is collecting the sponsors, um, the uh, delivering to other countries, to shops, to collect the money again. Yeah. And it, so it, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it's uh, I take the pain in the ass uh, if uh, if I feel that the people want it. Yeah. And yeah. of course there are still uh, people who want that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but most of the people are my age yeah <laughs> or, or maybe a couple of generations uh, uh, behind me yeah but with the I think that a lot of the young people looking for different stuff which is okay mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I said it it's a fucking use culture yeah and yeah. 
do whatever you want. Go rockers. And, and yeah. if you don't need the go on anymore, mm-hmm. um, it's cool. Yeah. Maybe you need it in six years and I'm back again. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never, it's, that's a good thing that you say. It's not, it's not that you made a funeral for it. Like it's there. You put it on pause basically. Yeah. Until now it's on a little pause. I think that's a, I think a lot of people don't think in those terms also when you, when you start something and you have it going for a while and then there's a lot of people kind of think, okay, now I have to stop this and start something else. When in reality, you don't have to stop it. You can just put it to this the side. Is, this is a point what I never understand yeah. about people retired from graffiti. So yeah. What the fuck retired? <laughs> what is it? You, you get your, your, your pension from it or whatever. So if, if, I'm, if I'm getting a pension so yeah. with 1,000 euros, okay, yeah. I'm retired. So I'm fucked graffiti. So <laughs> graffiti owes me a lot of money. So give back the money to me. But yeah. retiring is, is, is not an offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even um, when I'm doing not not a lot of graffiti on on walls. Mm-hmm. I always got my 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 whiteout markers yeah, in my yeah. pocket, and uh, when I'm going hiking with my girlfriend, I got my markers with it. And exactly. you will find on a lot of hiking trails <laughs> also my tag. And yeah. Even when I'm not doing the graffiti in the city, mm-hmm. I'm doing graffiti somewhere else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it's still fun to me. Yeah. And also, what 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 it's what it's even better is that when I'm the only one on some hiking trail, mm-hmm. people will recognize me for sure more <laughs> yeah. than hundreds of tags on some fucking wall True. where 80% yeah. of the hand styles are just not good. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, my girlfriend is, is always laughing when, when we're going to some new, um, to some new hikes yeah. somewhere <laughs> and, uh, and there is some, a sign or a Gipfelkreuz mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I want to, to make my tag on it yeah. and, and then I, I forgot my, my marker <laughs> and I really oh, fuck I forgot my marker we have to go again and say why yeah, yeah, I forgot my marker and so, <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, so yeah it's eventually. kind of a it, it's, it's a bad bad habit funny <laughs> habit so always got your little true. tools with you true, true. in every city on every uh, uh, on every mountain everywhere yeah. Yeah, you could always find your way back. If you yeah, lost. and this is all. This is graffiti for me. Yeah, still, of course. Yeah, it's even all when corpus. when some people think uh, he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to explain it all the time to the yeah. people. When did you uh, join the Lord's Crew? Mm. Fact is more the brain of, of this kind of info. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot the aspect. That's what uh, really? I really. Yeah, I so forgot the aspect fact, about fact. About loves uh, love this story. Okay, I, we all love this story, but fact is really good in telling the story. Okay. I would say. I'll, you can tell a version, and then when I have him on again, then I'll. <laughs> I'll add his version. No, I would yeah. say uh, we joined Lords uh, end of '96, '97. Oh, okay. Wow. We. On our first interrail, like I told you before, mm-hmm. when when we wanted to discover this whole hip hop graffiti b boying culture, yeah. we had to buy our first interrail tickets, mm-hmm. and um, it was 
one of it was the last stop I think Berlin mm -hmm. and um, got a shitty shitty youth hostel somewhere near Potsdamer, Potsdamer Platz mm -hmm. which back then was a big construction area one of the biggest in Europe um, and so for us it was also a really really cool playground in, in, in the city there but everything was so unique that also some like when you have a t-shirt, when you have this, the, the right shoes, mm -hmm. the, 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 the right hoodie mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the right logo on it. So everybody saw you are one guy off the scene. So it, it, it was almost impossible that you have uh, like, like a Sparva hoodie mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. and you are not related to graffiti. It was not possible <laughs> at the time. So, uh, and back then, Fact got a green Sparva pulley on, mm -hmm. and uh, we were in uh, in a subway station in Berlin, mm -hmm. and uh, a guy from from San Francisco came to us and said, "Hey, you you're graffiti writers?" And of course we said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> and but we were just beginners. Yeah, and yeah. I, maybe it was the interval of '96. I don't remember it that good. Yeah. So, but we were just toys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he was cool because. We were cool, mm -hmm. but our graffiti sucks yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, we invited him uh, to our youth hostel. We, we made food together. And, and so we, we become friends. Uh, and uh, after Berlin, he also visited us, visited us in, in our hometown. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things were just leading our way into the, into this group because the same room where we chilled mm -hmm. in the youth hostel mm -hmm. uh, got writers before in it. Really? And it was writers from the Lodge crew also what? in it. What? And they tagged uh, around the windows there. <laughs> oh, wow. So and he was coming in and saying, wow, they are my friends in your room. <laughs> what a coincidence. And we said, oh, okay, cool. Uh, nice. And of course, in the elevator was also the the text, yeah. and, and so it, he visited us uh, back in our hometown, and uh, we became friends. And uh, back then, it was like this: that uh, um, no internet, telephone calls, super expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, an exchange going on, mm -hmm. like sending him letter with photos, sketches, stickers, wow. with. with with whatever mm -hmm. you will find at home. Mm -hmm. And he was opening at home. He was happy about it. <laughs> Again, he's doing the same thing. Yeah. Put this, put more sketches in it yeah. from other crew members. And so it, it was back and forth. Damn. Like every couple of months, you got a big package. And you went, ah, yeah, <laughs> Incredible. from America. Damn. And then we were sitting together in... Uh, in my flat and we're just opening okay <laughs> this is a sketch for you this is a sketch for me okay the, the half of the, the the stickers are for you the half of the stickers That's is awesome, perfect man. so we were <laughs> glad about this exchange project yeah. and um, at that time they got the sketch circle always mm -hmm. every Friday at uh, Quake's home mm -hmm. uh, and Jolts Jolts was the one guy who we met in, in okay. Berlin uh -huh. was also there and said hey I got my friends here uh, and and they are really cool. You see, their new photos, their new sketches. They're getting better and better. And and yeah. uh, at one point, it was like this: that uh, they called us uh, at the sketch 
evening. Mm-hmm. They called us up in, in Austria and said, yeah, what's up, man? I'm, I'm Squirt. <laughs> Here's Charles and there's Quake. What's, what's up, homie? And we were like, oh, what's up, homie? <laughs> and uh, even now, for me, it's weird to talk all the time uh, English and, yeah. and uh, make an English-speaking podcast yeah. with you. Yeah, so, uh, Nowadays, I feel a little bit more comfortable with it, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. still a hard thing for me to do. But yeah. back then, my English was, whoa, yeah. I don't know. Difficult. Yeah. Really difficult, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so and yeah, and uh, so we talked with them. Of course, we exchanged our packages mm-hmm. more often. And at one point, they asked us, hey, you want to join us? Make the Austrian chapter out of it. And, and we said, okay, pfft. I don't know if we should do it mm-hmm. because we just know jolts and mm-hmm. okay, you sound pretty funny and nice <laughs> on the telephone, but yeah. we have to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, we already connected with uh, some guys from around Linz mm-hmm. from this scene and, and we got Fader, Fader, Poser and Shed already in our circle. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, I mean, we are doing all the stuff together and uh, maybe this whole Lord thing is cool for us. But uh, if you want to join them, we, we, we have to go there. Yeah. So otherwise it makes no sense. Make a crew with people who we don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we book all our tickets together and... Um, all five make, of you? Yeah, yeah, we make the Austrian <laughs> oh, invasions there. And, <laughs> And for them, it was like, oh, five people. And it was a big thing. But um, yeah, so we... You stayed with them there? We stayed with them. We we stayed for three, four weeks Mm -hmm. in different apartments uh, in San Francisco, around San Francisco. um, And yeah, we became friends. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, it it was really cool. And for us, it was a, a big thing because we are still... In contact, we are still we got still a lot of love for the <laughs> West Coast, and um, yeah. So for us, it was was really cool to join them mm-hmm. and very uh, influential for mm-hmm. us because they they brought a completely different side of graffiti to us. Mm-hmm. Like because you you discover here or uh, back then you discovered graffiti and you just do it. Mm-hmm. You put something ugly on the wall because you just discover it yeah 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 but when you have this american way like Mm -hmm. in new york city or in san francisco then you're going to school then you know somebody who already is doing graffiti Mm -hmm. then you start with tagging Mm -hmm. and before you even did your first piece you Mm -hmm. were tagging three years yeah or something like that Yeah, yeah yeah so they have a whole different way of looking on graffiti and Mm -hmm. also developing their their, their, their skills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and their foundation. And the foundation is always the tag. Yeah. And we got a, a little twisted yeah. European Austrian thing. Mm-hmm. We just you just do a piece. Mm-hmm. What the mm-hmm. fuck a piece? <laughs> you, you can like I said, I, I, I was not even uh, aware of what a tag is. Yeah, yeah. And I was doing a piece. <laughs> so it's it's the the completely wrong way of yeah, starting with backwards. graffiti. I mean yeah. it's fun and, mm-hmm. and 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 it leads me to a, a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. But they brought a, a whole different kind of knowledge mm-hmm. to us. And 
our our styles uh, were pretty much influenced from this knowledge, mm -hmm. from this working on your textiles, working on your hand styles, working on your sketches, mm -hmm. and 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 going through this kind of phase, and and nice. yeah, that's really amazing. I, I think it 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 in some ways just that meeting. I think influenced a lot of the graffiti here in Vienna since then. I mean, yeah. it changed everything from that point. So it's really interesting. It's a cool story, <laughs> <though> too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for us, it was it was really really good uh, yeah. that we met all these these people. They give us um, a lot of really useful input and mm -hmm. friendship, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for us, it's it was pretty cool. And back? also for them it was cool because we brought a, a whole different kind of culture to mm -hmm. them. Some, yeah. some yeah. silly little <laughs> Austrian kids were coming and said, oh, what's up, man? <laughs> and, and all of them, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them, they were visiting us in our hometown. I mean, mm -hmm. they were coming to Austria, not to Vienna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could also say, okay, let's let's meet in Vienna. Uh, yeah. You show us the Stephansdom and, mm -hmm. and, and all the, the, the cool sightseeing stuff. And But they were coming to our hometown. It's <laughs> like it, it was 45,000 people were living in our hometown. Yeah, and... And and we we are crushing the city back then with with us. you still are finding some old school techs yeah. from end of the nineties from from the first visits so really it's funny so wow <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no but we we like I said we we are still in contact Nitros joined us a couple of years later with the mm -hmm. Lord's thing and but um, for us it was always important that uh, that our crew is based on on a Friendship. Speaking of nice, I think he he sent a question for you. <laughs> yeah, what, what kind of stupid question is it? <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> All right. So from Nichos, what's the name of his instant hemorrhoid? <laughs> <laughs> is this an inside joke, or do you know what he's talking about? Uh, no, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know really the name, but. Uh, uh, I know Nitros in some special situations, I would <laughs> say. <laughs> like also two, uh, two years ago when, when he had this, uh, what he called, the near-death experience yeah. in Colombia. Mm -hmm. I was with him. Uh, uh, when he had and, the and, dengue and fever. Huh? It was dengue fever, yeah? It was, it was diagnosed afterwards. He didn't ah. know it back then. But, uh, so, but we were... Um, we were uh, splitting a room together, mm -hmm. so and, and splitting a room together with, with somebody who takes a shit all the time <laughs> in, in a room uh, in a hotel with no open windows and oh, just the shit. air condition. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just a good uh, foundation of a friendship. Yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> and that's wild. <laughs> this was this was a few years back, right? It was like. Yeah, it's two years back. It's just uh, in just Colombia. Years. Ah, okay. Feels like it was longer. My my wife was uh, was from uh, Nicaragua, and she got dengue fever. Also, she okay. was dead. Yeah. And she tells me stories from it. And I was like, fuck, I can't even imagine how, yeah. how hardcore that is. Then it was is. was kind of <coughs> good in the end of the trip, and then because of his. Um, um, of his diet, mm -hmm. he, he was his goal was to eat meat every day. Okay, 
<laughs> and hey, we have to go. We it was just eleven or twelve or something. We we, we need meat yeah. now now. <laughs> and said, I need breakfast. <laughs> then, ah, I need something to eat. I need meat. Yeah. And then we we were going to this crazy Colombian restaurant, mm -hmm. but it was just tourist fuck up. So mm. I think they gave us just bad meat. Oh, okay. And in the end, it was like this that he was going home. Uh, and has diarrhea, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was going home and had also had also it's diarrhea, fun, and I was with diarrhea on the plane, and I got one the night before. It was horrible. I was, I don't know. I was. I had fever. Got diarrhea. I was shitting all the time. I was puking. Shit. And then um, um, uh, Camilla, who organized most of the artist stuff in mm -hmm. Colombia for us. Mm -hmm. We I was chilling at her place back then and, and she gave me some 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 painkillers mm -hmm. and uh, and with the painkillers I was going to the airport and I remember it's I mean people around me they had the flip flops on and <laughs> and, and, and their short trousers and yeah. I was standing there with two jackets, beanie on, <laughs> sweating all the time. And 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 I I, I think I looked like an alien or yeah. something yeah but then i was coming to the passport control and a really beautiful colombian uh, passport yeah. officer yeah, yeah. just asked me some some questions i said oh, fuck yeah, i don't want to answer any question mm -hmm. i want to just go to my gate and and yeah. she was playing with me yeah. because she somehow i don't know find me attractive <laughs> or somehow but i di i didn't know why because yeah. i was sweating and and yeah <laughs> For sure, I was not looking that that handsome. Yeah. And she said, "Yeah, hey, you have to do your, you have to put away your beanie because I, it's not matching with your passport photo." Mm -hmm. And it was, oh, so how you? That's how you look without your beanie. Pretty nice. And it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, she was, it was the first time that on the passport control somebody was flirting to yeah, me, and yeah. I was, I, I think I was on ninety-three of fever or something. <laughs> so it was fuck. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So it was a crazy. Colombian holiday for us. Yeah. You guys got a lot of painting down there then. It was a lot of painting. Yeah. More for me than for Nachos because yeah. uh, he was not even painting uh, in the jungle at the festival. Mm -hmm. He was not even painting one piece. And because he was just at home mm -hmm. puking and shitting and Shit. I was I was just uh, uh, in the advantage of just grabbing all his cans and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> painting a lot there. So for me it was pretty cool I would say. Yes. Wow. What festival was it that was there? Um, Dictator. It's oh, okay. for, for the brand Dictator. Mm -hmm. And they have this uh, old distillery. It's abandoned. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's just in the middle of some palm oil jungle kind Crazy. of thing. And <laughs> uh, they invite a lot of people just there to paint this kind of factory. And yeah. in the end, It should be an art place, mm -hmm. but uh, they, they, they don't really have um, a special plan because it's, it, it's not uh, a place where you can go as a tourist. Oh, because really? It's, anyway, it's somewhere in the cut. Okay. Nobody is going there. And even if you want to go there, mm -hmm. you need their permission. So mm -hmm. it's not easy to access there. So wow. they, they're making a lot of dollars mm -hmm. and they that the owner just want art there. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a funny... Uh, it's weird. It's a weird and funny way, <laughs> but uh, a really, really cool... It was a really cool project. Yeah, yeah. cool. And it calls 
Dictator Art Masters. That's the name. Art Masters. So yeah. Cool. And do you have anything else? Uh, anything else coming up this this year? I guess we just started, so it's we're no, just February now. So yeah. I mean, um, I was kind of lucky that uh, uh, that I could uh, did a little exhibition thing in the Montana Store Vienna. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with this 80s kind of print yeah. thing, yeah. So that was also a kind of theme, and mm -hmm. then it uh, comes to this kind of print and, and message mm -hmm. thing, because most of the the, the spelling on, on, on the prints and originals were just lines from old Falco songs, <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> yeah. uh, and last year, the... the Nitros wanted me also for a show in, in the gallery, but mm -hmm. this was not happening because mm -hmm. of Corona. Mm -hmm. And we will see what's what's going on. So uh, I have no rush with it. So yeah. we will it's, see. It's really difficult this year to plan yeah. anything. Uh, anything, yeah. I'm feeling yeah. the same way. It's, um, I have no plans this, this year. Yeah, so me neither. So I, 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 want, I just want to have fun. Nitros got uh, a nice project in his mind uh, wh where I also should join mm -hmm. so we will see so mm -hmm. uh, I'm not stressed about anything but yeah. I have not really some special plans so yeah for for the next weeks I just want good snow yeah <laughs> how much longer can you snowboard till, till for me with the with this whole mountaineering thing till May oh really till mm. May wow is yeah. with the mountaineering you you just go you keep going until you find the snow or, or how's yeah that i mean of course when when i do some something uh in the end of april or beginning of may mm -hmm. then i'm i'm on the glacier oh okay. all right so, yeah um, nice. which is also a different thing really beautiful and so mm -hmm. every every time of the year got some special offers for me so cool man yeah that's gonna be awesome so but beside this not really that much so mm -hmm. i want a little i want my year a little bit more stable than the last yeah. half year was for yeah me. yeah last year was you know really tough for you really tough for a lot of people but yeah all we could do is hope that this year is not such a kick in the balls you yeah. know true <laughs> just want to have a nice year man so yeah but it is what you make of it you know you just yeah. have to kind of go That's with true, it yeah. and so Make the most of it. Yeah, make the most of it. And this whole complaining things, I don't get it at all. So yeah, because, it doesn't uh, help it, anything. It doesn't help. And also, it's like, if, if you want to change it, change it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's like also with the people who are going to fucking Corona. Oh, I, think I thought I have it on <laughs> <It's all right>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all, also with the people who are, who are joining all this corona these demonstrations yeah. and protests. I don't get it. This I mean, is really fucked up. You are telling me about the, the, the dictatorship of the Austrian regime. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you, you could, you are living in a fucking democracy. Yeah. You can make tons of protests in different kind of ways mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you don't have to march with nazis yeah and if you do that don't explain it yeah. in any way because yeah, running around with nazis is a no-go exactly that's it and if you wanna if you wanna make your situation better mm -hmm. do something yeah because focusing with so much 
negative energy mm -hmm. anywhere in life. I mean, where where you want to go? Yeah, doesn't it doesn't help anything to, to nothing. Yeah. So I know it's a, it's a really tough situation with all these shops having to close. I mean, us with the gallery closing and everything. Course, everything's but closed, it's, but it's, it's, but all it's you can hard do is for everybody. You have to so follow the regulations and let's just get yeah. through it. I mean, it's just. And if people telling me that Corona is just uh, a, a, a grip, mm -hmm. so what the fuck? <laughs> so and 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 it's all a lie that uh, that the hospitals are full. So I yeah. experienced I experienced it myself. Yeah. So yeah. when the father of my girlfriend mm -hmm. was uh, at the intensive station, mm -hmm. every intensive station in Steyr, around Steyr, in Linz, everything was packed. So. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. bitch around and tell me anything what yeah. is not right and blah, blah, blah. So mm. get your shit together and focus on something positive in life. And I think then w w when every when everyone would would uh, focus on positive stuff, mm -hmm. man, how great would, would the world would be? <laughs> yeah, one day maybe. One day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After um, us, probably. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe on our uh, on, on on our flowery. Yeah, scene, exactly. On uh, our hippie kind of way. Definitely not in our lifetime, but <laughs> hopefully we can at least put the the right stone so the steps are there. True that. That's all we can do. Yeah. Man, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Thank you for really, having me. It, it means a lot, and it's really cool that uh, to hear these stories and kind of know where it all comes from. You know, especially yeah. not being here. I think the people, a lot of people here don't even realize, you know, mm. that this started somewhere. It wasn't just here, you know. Yeah, true. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that uh, you invited me. I was kind of a mm, curious what, what. Totally understandable. What, yeah. what, what, what I could bring on the table here. So yeah. because um, it, it's, it's not my kind of uh, field where I feel that comfortable to talk no. about. Mm -hmm. stuff and 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 i don't know who is who is listening who's, who's listening <laughs> yeah, and who, either who is interesting <laughs> yeah. this kind of stories because i don't know mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people are making podcasts and uh, mm. a lot of people yeah. it, it's it's more a fart <laughs> than, <laughs> yeah. than really an interesting uh, conversation and yeah I think Hopefully the people we 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 did our best and and <laughs> somebody who's listening. Yeah? yeah, true. If somebody wants to know, then they can listen. Yeah, if they're interested. So, but thanks again. Yeah, it was no, cool. thank you, man. It's really a pleasure. <laughs>